welcome to Elite Rugby Banter. Sorry, I counted under my breath this time. I should have said. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you just went straight from one to hello. No, sorry, I did count down. <laughs> um, once again, we proved that we cannot be trusted to keep to our promises, and I'm in charge this week again. And I'm joined by Alex, who gets flustered when I don't count down. Hi, Alex. I wasn't flustered. I was just a bit confused. Confused um, and going? Not too bad, not too bad. <laughs> and I'm also joined by Ben. How are you doing, Ben? Oh, well, and then yourself, man. No, good, good. I presume you're wild since Alex asked you. Fuck, yeah. the wheels are off already. Uh, no, I think what we should do, just to write this course right now. Ben, first order of business. Have you smoked anything over the weekend? No, I, I thought I was maybe hitting the smoker too hard, so I did a poiki. Guys, oh. I'm, I'm on it, hey? I'm, I'm such a, like... I think so. I think I'm actually going to drop the E from my surname and just take a U and become Afrikaans. That's not a bad shot. I think you've, you've I, earned it. I think, I think that's the play. Like you smoke two yeah. pieces of meat. I made I made biltong twice in the last week. Oh shit! And I did and and I did a poiki. Nice. Wow. Fuck, you've been working it's like, hard. It's like you know how in rugby you have to earn the right to go wide. Yeah. Yeah, I've earned the right. When, when your surname's I, I, low, you have to earn the right to go U. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, but who should I speak to? Fr- Francois, I presume, or Volker. Probably Volker. I, I would say I would. Uh, Volker looks a lot more sort of administratively minded than Francois. Yeah, and and yeah. and I, I am becoming a prop. So. Oh yes. Yeah, there there, let's yeah. not bury that lead. That that's for later in the episode when we discuss <laughs> oh, so, the, so, so. the shifts in Mauritian <laughs> Mauritian club rugby. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mauritian <laughs> signings. Breaking news. Mauritian signings. Um. Yeah. No, that's good. Uh, what, what kind of poiki though? Out of curiosity. Uh, venison, so uh, oh, okay. deer. It's venison, red, uh, red wine, or what? Uh, no, it was just like an old one. They had quite a like homemade chutney with a, a type of kind of the chutneys made with a type of orange, just like a little very sour orange called a tishinois. They call it little Chinese. Because when you buy, it's it's a bit it's a bit it's a bit racist, but it's sounds like when you no, said it's, it's when like, you bite like, into it, I was like, oh fuck. No, no, it's like it's like the the Creole sort of the way they name stuff in the Mauritius Creole. So you bite into it and like you you like crunch up your mouth and your eyes because it's so sour. So you become like a, a little Chinese person. So it's oh t-shirt one, little <laughs> That's Chinese. A racist. That's very racist. <laughs> Well, uh, this is no, but the the Creoles are a disenfranchised group, so they can they can do what they want. But no, this was Maybe. my point that I made on the group. Then, oh. just because something's racist doesn't mean it's harmful. It's so, okay, yeah, I, yeah, so, fair uh, enough. Uh, this, I, I don't think I don't think that the Chinese people here call it Tishinwa as well. So yeah, I, I feel but like... also just because the Creole people call it that and it's fine doesn't mean that you, or a white man, or can do that. <laughs> Yeah, guys, I'm basically becoming Creole, and and don't 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 race don't race shame me on the pod. Like some of my best friends are Creole. (laughs) People people listening don't know my race. (laughs) Don't don't they? You just talked about changing your name from low with the E to low with the U. I think that's a giveaway. True, true. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. ma- ma- make Adam make the title of the pod Alex Race Shames Ben. Well, Adam doesn't do the titles. I do the titles. If, I, if I'm recording and uploading, I tend to do the titles. What the fuck does Adam do anymore? Um, he goes over just to check my spelling 
sometimes which he's cocked up twice so but yeah, that is that is the worst assignment you could possibly give an adam check so because i'm very, so what adam actually that's does like, that's is... like choosing the, the fat kid to look after the cake that's a terrible option <laughs> no what we normally do is adam because i'm very lazy and haven't bothered to learn how to do the metadata or actually what metadata we fill in so he normally yeah, just what metadata in... is yeah, so he goes in post fact and just fills that in for me after I've like uploaded it and shared it and published it and all that. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Good. So he has I'm writing down a note after pod or someone what metadata is. So it's yeah. like um, artists. Oh, I don't, I, uh, yeah, honestly, genre, I don't, all that I, I, bullshit. All the tags that you should uh, be going into this one. It's that nonsense. Yeah. So if you, yeah. And then. I don't remember. I don't remember anything you just said, but let's let's, let's proceed. Fair, fair. Um, let's start with some news and seeing as we're on a controversial subject and Ben becoming Afrikaans and therefore more likely to fight a person, uh, Ben Stokes is not at all happy <laughs> that World, oh. World, <laughs> Rugby World Cup won a BAFTA for sport. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I must say I'm not at all happy Ben Stokes didn't uh, chat, didn't like uh, accept answer, answer my challenge, yeah. Yeah. So I, feel actually, like, I feel like he's just changing the subject at this point. Yeah, like I, ben, feel, I, I feel... I feel Ben issues like a public, a public challenge. Like he throws the gauntlet down on yeah, like on a, a, global, a global po- podcast with at least 40 people listening. <laughs> and, and Ben Stokes immediately wants to talk about the BAFTAs. That seems like weird timing. Because it's only been, yeah. what, like six weeks since the challenge? Uh, no, like, it's been like uh, months. Well, no, it wasn't. It was in December. It was when England were. Was it last year? Oh, no, I think it was like. It was it pre-COVID? So it was pre-COVID, surely. Yeah. It, was, it was. It was. It was. Pre, it was pre-Super Rugby because we obviously yeah. had fuck all to talk about. Okay. So now Ben Stokes is looking. He's looking for any other excuse to talk, yeah, talk about yeah, anything well, like the challenge. Well, fuck the media is just hounding him about this Ben. When you gonna when we gonna have the the bash on yeah. the Bens? Like when's this happening? Ben Are Roll, you gonna yeah. like call him out? Like like do you think he made up COVID to kind of get out the bash of the beds? I wouldn't put it past him. He's, it seems like the kind of thing he'd do. Yeah, no, no definitely. Um, well, it, I'm just and we know he's your, capable of it. He's yeah. a great all rounder. Mm. I'm just he, having, is, he has actually a top all rounder. Fuck. I'm just having a look um, at everyone complaining about it, all the social media things they picked up, but. It sort of makes sense that England picked them losing the World Cup because they fucking love a tragedy story. Like, their story, the stories they love are no, sad. But, but, they love know, a sad so story. Not, no, but I'm trying to look into this, and I don't think the the content is what wins the BAFTA. I think it's like the the production. Uh, okay. And yeah, sort then. of the narrative, the commentary, the, the spectacle, the drama, whatever. Mm. So I think in that respect, the World Cup final was probably... How many players? Well, just, I think a key no, factor is how many fat players Colby stepped in, in the said game. No, no, no. But I don't think it's, it's actually what. It's more the like the commentary yeah. and blah blah blah. And I think rugby is kind of always going to beat cricket in that respect because you know it's a shorter, it's easier to make something exciting for ninety minutes than make or eighty minutes than make something exciting for. You know, but, a day essentially. Plus, you can I mean, tell a tighter is, story as well. Like it's so much better, tighter story. 
Like, yeah, and yeah. I think it was like the South Africa was quite a good narrative with like Sia Khaleesi and blah blah blah. Like, that's yeah, England that's what I was coming gonna say, in like, I, like with I their... don't think you can like fully just say like it's just about the production because like there's it's, it's going to leverage from like what happens on the field because if, if we'd lost, it wouldn't have been like an amazing moment, right? It would have been predicted like England would have won the World Cup deservedly in most people's eyes. And then they just would have walked away. Like that was the expected outcome. So if they if they win, like all of that stuff about Sia and like the narratives that we built up over the course of the World Cup around guys like Mapimpi and the bomb squad and Russi's kind of like innovations and stuff like that, that all goes out the window. Like no one cares about that anymore. Mm-hmm. And like England's England's narrative of the World Cup, which was pretty vanilla, like it was pretty much just them beating New Zealand in the semi-finals. Yeah, Everything else was like just script then I don't think I don't think the World Cup final wins the BAFTA. You know? Yeah. But it's because yeah. it was like against the odds, underdog story, you know, first black captain, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Like I think that's a big big part like it's part and parcel of challenging for the award. Yeah, no definitely. Um because like thinking about like I mean you say like, you know, rugby will always beat cricket, but I mean for me, like one of the biggest sporting moments like of our of the last few years is definitely the England New Zealand Cricket World Cup final and the super over. No, it was it was just ridiculous. Was... Yeah, like and like mm. the, the result I don't agree with, but like the hype, like just the sheer energy around the moment was like was definitely yeah, yeah, like, something like, to rival. Like, like I had no meat in it and I was just emotionally drained at the end. Yeah, no, exactly. And that, and that's the thing. Like so I think you know watching the the rugby world cup final last year left left so many people feeling that way. Mm. Um whereas like I don't think you could say the same really for any world any rugby world cup final previously Previously. since 2003 yeah like 2003 johnny wilkinson was the last time a rugby world cup final like had that effect on people like you're describing ben like just leaving you drained of energy because it was so magnificent so yeah i mean Uh, i I remember that that world cup final i I, I was playing i was playing cricket because it was you know it was our cricket season Mm. at school and then we had like lunch break in the cricket and we went to go watch the World Cup. And so, but we had like a, a two and a half hour lunch break in this cricket match. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and then we then we got back and like, it was like three in the afternoon or whatever. And the, the guys we were playing against had to like catch a bus to Durban or whatever. So, so, we, so they had to score like, I don't know, it was like 250 runs and like 22 overs or something. Or, uh, you know, it was one of those declaration games. Things. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I remember that final better than I remember the the uh, two thousand seven final in a way. Mm-hmm. You think about two thousand probably the only thing you really think of is the um Donny Russo attack. And JP Peterson was in the against Samoa. That was like those were my two moments of that award. Cabanas, did he get a he got a hat trick in summer? Yeah, um, was it was it? A, yeah, it was the one he got a hat trick. Yeah, no, that was twenty. Was the other seven? Yeah, because yeah, that's when he equaled the record. Yeah. I, like I do I do remember individual moments, but like and uh, yeah, and then that obviously the uh, the France the forward pass as well to New Zealand, right? Very awful. Um, oh, but shit. but like the actual final, the only the only moment I really remember is the Donny Rizzo tackle. Uh, whereas like the the England Australia, and I mean look we 
like we we also we're slave to highlights it's like we see repeatedly on like yeah, YouTube and stuff like that so 2003 like you're always going to remember jason robinson's try always going to remember the johnny wilkinson uh drop goal and like that kind of stuff so what, yeah. what, what i remember though in 2007 when france beat new zealand i kind of looked at it, i'm like shit we're gonna win this thing mm. Like, like at that point, you know, we, we had a, we, you know, we, we pretty much had a clear path to the World Cup at that point. Yeah. But that's why, like, 2019, it was like, fuck, I was like, we, we basically, we almost lost to Wales. We were big mm -hmm. underdogs against England. And, yeah. So, yeah, and we'd already yeah. lost to New Zealand in the group stage. Yeah. yeah. So, do you know what, Ben Stokes? Fuck off. Stop complaining and come fight me. <laughs> yeah. Just come, just come fight Ben. Like, <laughs> name your, name your players. Name a time well, well, Mauritius is COVID-free, so I feel Mauritius... Like, sorry, Ben, you, you've given... All your fucking dilly-dallying, you've given up any hope of a neutral venue. You're fighting me on my home turf. I can already see what's going to happen. Like, he's going to arrive at uh, uh, Mauritius Airport. It's on Ramgulam yeah. International Airport. And, yeah. like, he's going to meet you somewhere in, like, Port Louis or whatever. And it's going to be like the high street showdown and like in all the western movies and then you're going to be like okay ben you know pick your weapon and ben stokes would be like but i already have i choose COVID 19. He <laughs> starts coughing on things coughing, like, uh, coughing on his fist and just going at me exactly <laughs> he's, just, he's, got, he's got like a bag of, of cricket balls on his back and he takes out a, a cricket ball coughs on it and then throws it at someone oh god Nice. He's just, like, just faced the entire population of Mauritius with COVID-19. Yeah, oh, fuck, because we have no natural immunity. Like, we barely exactly. had COVID. We had it for, like, a week. Yeah, <laughs> and that probably wasn't even COVID. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's probably, like, malaria or some shit. You guys are like that. <laughs> have you seen that meme of them, like, you know one place that doesn't have COVID? That island there near India where they just shoot everyone with bows and arrows every time they get nearby. Yeah, well, yeah. Like, like, like it is a bit of a because obviously people want the airport to open because the tourism industry is so big in Mauritius. I'm yeah. a lot of people like, well, fuck, I'm not in the tourism industry. Like, do we need to open this airport? Like, it's not affecting me. Like, yeah. So I think there's, I think it's going to be quite a quite a contested point when the airport opens. No, fair enough. Okay, mm. and let's see. More things that COVID has killed. Apparently, the Cape Town Sevens got cancelled for the end of this year. Oh, R.I.P. Yeah. Mm, that, yeah. That's pretty sad. Yeah. Yeah, it's sad, but come on. Like, imagine Sevens as a, like, it's just... You sevens at, like, already. a 20% capacity mm. stadium would be sad. Uh, it was It was never going to happen, but, I mean... Yeah, no, that's just, we officially uh, know. Yeah. yeah, but, I mean, I, I'm surprised also... I mean, I guess they... We spoke about it with um, the Junior Rugby World Cup as well, um, saying how you know it would be nice if, because I mean that's an event that's also pretty much like the Sevens, it's located in one um, venue, you know, individual location, and then everyone just flies in. But the problem is like trying to coordinate quarantine for yeah. so many different participating teams, and like doing that for the Sevens would be the same issue. Because yeah. I, I was thinking my initial reaction was like, you know, why cancel Cape Town Sevens? Why not just hosted somewhere like Mauritius where there's no COVID but then obviously like it's just a nightmare with trying yeah. to because yeah all the yeah. Just, like, just, like everyone flying with the team would have to like yeah. wait two weeks to fly and then fly yeah. and then yeah, but, probably but have the to wait another two it, weeks it becomes a, 
it becomes yeah, a four-week quarantine, essentially. When, so you would fly in, you'd quarantine. Then you'd fly out and you'd have to quarantine again. Like, it's, just, it's not mm. really feasible. No. Like, this, is, this is what annoys me about these sorts of things. Like, right? I, I fully understand and I support the need to cancel them. Like, it's actually a no-brainer. You don't have a choice. Yeah. But what we off is that people will just be like, oh, well, it's canceled. And we move on. Yeah. This is like a like. There's no lateral thinking about like. Okay, what do we do instead? Like, let's do something instead. Like, keep the like the entertainment industry going. You know. Yeah. If the Cape Town Sevens is being cancelled, then like, mean to say, fuck it, we're having an internal like a. Yeah, we have like Super Rugby Sevens. Yeah, they're like a Super Rugby. Or like, yeah, I mean, not Super Rugby would be local, but like Curry Cup Sevens. On the same weekend, at well, the same no, stage, like we super rugby, rugby they call it super rugby AU. That's what, that's local, yeah. They could do <laughs> super, super rugby, rugby Zanzi Zanzi sevens. You heard it here first. No, it'll be super rugby Holla sevens. <laughs> but you know, you know what I mean, like, and and you just you invite you invite like all the clubs, including like you know all the little ones, um, to put up a, a team. You everyone can hopefully by that point everyone will be able to fly domestically. Um, and you still bring the game to Cape Town and you just do it over one weekend and you keep the exact same format and you let people watch, like just create content for people. Like there's a, an entire audience of people sitting at home under lockdown with DSTV that are trying to figure out why they're fucking paying for the service in the first place. Yeah. Like you've got to give them something. And like, obviously you can't have international sport anymore, but like find a substitute, get creative, like do the super rugby out there, you know, equivalent. Don't just throw up your hands and be like, "Oh well, I guess we'll have to wait another twelve months." Like, come up, like, come up with something, you know. Uh, apparently, they're focusing on. Actually, fuck, the I, I could do something. Somebody email someone. Go for it. Sorry. I said, yeah, no, go for it. Um, what do you say, Matt? They're looking at, I think, by the looks of it, the Olympics actually, sort of, they're cancelling most of the series for the sake of the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just trying to read quickly enough, like, without without pulling when, an Adam. When, just trying when, to skim the article. When, when you when you sort of contextualize stuff and the impact of COVID, you begin to realize, okay, it's clearly not worth international travel. No, 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 for but, sure. But to to me, at this point, South Africa, you know, COVID is there. Yeah. You might mm. as well just play, like. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, you say that. I mean, I'm gonna sort of play devil's advocate to my own point now, but. It's here in the Western Cape, we've actually we've hit like a bit of a corner on our numbers. So, yeah, like so we, we, as of pretty much this this week or last week, we we can clearly say that we're seeing a, 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 de, a decline. Oh, so you don't, so you don't want you don't want fuckers from Joburg coming down. Yeah, exactly. Like this is the worst time for us to have in, in, inter-provincial, but they have opened up intra-provincial travel, so we can travel around the Western Cape. Isn't, but like for the time like, being, like I'd be very lucky. Like that's when you, you're quite lucky to live in the Western Cape now, because if you live in Gauteng, you know you take fucking three steps and you're out of it, but yeah, yeah, but that's saw... the thing. So I mean, we obviously got hit early, but we're looking okay now. But mm. I'm saying, I'm assuming we'll probably be at a point where we can, you know, safely move rugby teams around and take precautions. It should be fine. Yeah, yeah um, I think Eastern Cape are also. Dipping into the negative infectious rate. Not not as much as the Western Cape. I saw someone posted cool. figures the other day. It was like double digits and single digits. But yeah, um, let's see. Yeah, look, I, I mean, I'm a little skeptical of Eastern Cape figures, to be completely honest. But They just stopped testing, essentially. Uh, <laughs> they pulled a Trump. The less you test, um, the less positive yeah, you get. Yeah, I'm one of my grands at Eastern Cape. 
Yeah. Fewer, but yes. I think, yeah. Anyway, um, right, what's next? Next one, let's keep up with the world rugby theme. And Russia announced that they've launched a bid backed by Putin to host 2027. So, Ben, Ice, Ice Rugby World Cup is going to come true. That's good because Putin will be serving his whatever ninth term as president by then. So, that'll be nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like, uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not overly offended by that. But yeah. Obviously, um, there is a, a reputation that comes with Russia. And I think saying back by Putin is a bit malicious. You're looking, it's a bit clickbaity. It's a bit controversial. Like, you can see what they're going for here by saying back by Putin. But yeah, obviously, a back by Putin is the president of the country. Like, yeah, he's just, yeah, you're, not, like you're, a, not, you're not shooting for the bed without him. Yeah, you're not shooting for the bed without him. But, so, I mean, but. Were they... No, but I'm, I mean, if South Africa's making a bid, no one's saying, oh, it's backed by Ramaphosa. Like, yeah. yeah, obviously it's backed by him. Like, it's South Africa bidding. Like, he's the boss. So, yeah, yeah. It's just, but, oh, no, they, yeah, I, but I, I mean, so kind of did it stress, receive yeah. any special attention from Putin? I didn't actually read the article. Um, as far as I can see, <laughs> not really. Da, 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 minister, order from Minister of Sport. Start the campaign. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't on. see I... much Putin mentioned. No, it's really matter, but it just sounds a bit clickbaity. Yeah, definitely. Um, you, let's see. You know we feel about clickbait. Yeah, so speaking of clickbait, um, no, uh, did we mention Nehem Olniskada may miss the entire season? What do you mean may, may miss the entire... There's two games. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he could still, he's, he's there's still a shot of him on the bench at some point. But yeah, apparently they've said this weekend, yeah, actually... They, they're worried about his shoulder, like his confidence in his shoulder, so they rather want to send him down to club level and to play a bit of might at 10 than that before no. he's fully confident no, in actually he, being he, able to take contact. But he hasn't even played a club game yet. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, that's like, the point. He's not, like, there's no way he's going to hit super and be laid off for about three years in the next two weeks. Like, yeah. He's apparently, yeah, this on, week he was on. still practicing... Come on, Nigi. In the local. It's, it's, same, it's like the same story as Dan Carter, right? Like, yeah. I think, Dan, I mean, Dan, Dan Carter was brought in for. He was essentially, like they said, his injury cover. Yeah. And, and Otero Black and Barrett remained injury free. So there was no need to. And they had to have Plummer. True, case. but I mean, was, wasn't he brought in as injury cover for Stephen Perifetta? Yeah, but I mean, but already Perifetta was. Yeah, because because you you obviously need three fly-offs in a team just in case two get injured or whatever. In a squad. Yeah. So 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 he was brought in in the event they had lost another fly-off, then they would have a bench fly-off if you know what I mean. Was yeah. my understanding enough. of them bringing in Carter, but yeah, fair enough. Yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I think the whole near thing, like. I don't think he was ever really going to play it, to be honest. Like, it was such a long shot. He was, he'd been out of rugby for so long. Um, like, we actually had no idea if he even really had it in him anymore. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm, yeah, I'm really not Yeah, it's very much a non-story. I just thought I'd bring it up for fun. Um, um, are we going to talk about that François Pinot thing? Or just we can get it. it. We can get Yeah, let's do that. Let's do the François Pinot thing quickly now then. Because when you said speaking of controversial, I thought you were going to bring that up. Oh, uh, sorry. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> 
News is Franz Chopina at the cricket. What the unity? What's it called? The Unity Cup or something? Solidarity Cup. Solidarity Cup. Whatever cricket is happening now, Franz Chopina took part in the Black Lives Matter protest and took a knee in that, as with as did everyone else. And apparently that caused a big kerfuffle in the 1995 Springboks WhatsApp group. So. <laughs> I, I like that they have a WhatsApp group. It's quite cute. It's like a bunch, I can only imagine it's like a bunch of dads just wishing each other happy yeah, birthday. Yeah. Like. So, so apparently everyone was like chirp, and then he like said like, you know, sent a message where you have to click, you know, more. Yeah. Like a long message, and then he left the group. <laughs> yeah. And then a few other guys, notably Joel Stransky, and they also left the group after Francois. They just jumped on the. the so oh, obviously. Yeah. And it's obvi- it was private to a level, but I'm not trying to trigger Alex here. But the, the argument within that group tried to be like, you can't support Black Lives Matter because farmers are dying. Oh, yeah. But then he so, also, yeah, God. You, you, you failed in not triggering me, by the way, by the way Ben. Oh, damn it. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, so obviously it's, these are these are separate like like to me this was i don't understand how people can be a, be offended by people supporting black lives matter to be honest like uh, i can't really i can't i don't really understand it uh, but apparently some people, people are. are stupid people just can't differentiate like they don't understand the fact that because it's exactly the same black lives matter is actually the exact same logic flawed logic that the farm murderers guys used is that they creating awareness because oh shit so many farmers are getting killed which is exactly the, the same as what black lives matter stands for fundamentally so many black people so it's just yeah pretty much highlighting but that's the thing like they they like they're, they're bad they, yeah, they're bad faith. Gets, yeah, gets it's, it's, it's like don't. a bad their bad faith argument around white genocide just gets mirrored in black lives matter legitimately and they're now angry but yeah yeah oh, like, like what well, they can Oh shit! I see. Kubis Visa came out as an can, all lives matter. But they can be two. I mean, it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me, but I thought you'd be better. Look, I mean, it, uh, I don't know. I mean, whatever. Look, it's. I I don't want to do this. Let's move on. Yeah, let's skip this. But but then, but then, sort of the 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 related story was that Izzy Falau refused to take the knee. Oh yes. Yeah, that we can talk about. That let's talk about that. So. Which squid, which squid, squid was all over. I think, yeah, most yeah. of it. So yeah, is no, your but f- you're, okay, okay. I, I, I don't, I don't think this is the case here. So Israel and because Black Lives, no, no, but because because Black Lives Matter is so publicized, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, yeah. But I don't really think it's necessary for every celebrity just to jump on every cause before they really understand it. Yeah, but so to, in, in that yeah. respect, I kind of I, I'm okay with people not taking the knee. Then again, is he Falau not taking the knee? That's a very there's specific. There's probably ulterior. There's yeah. probably he, it's 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 a statement to 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 my because to my he was team. also the only so, one in both teams that didn't take a knee. Yeah, so that that's the thing. So so I mean, Ben, you, like you're not wrong, right? But I mean, the thing is, if someone was Archie, like if Squidge had come out on Twitter, just like by himself and been like. Or where's where's Israel Falau and all of this? So a typical Falau hasn't said anything about Black Lives. So yeah. clearly, you know, he doesn't give a shit. That would have been a bad faith argument from Squidge, right? So you're right. Like the onus isn't on the celebrities 
you know, and or people anyway, just people generally. I haven't come out on, on Twitter and said, actually, maybe I have. I don't know. I, I, I do a lot of shit on Twitter. I think I've liked enough <laughs> tweets that it's implied. Like, you, 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 you might have. You might have. I might have. Like, uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. But um, but you know what I mean. Like, you know, just saying like, you know, silence is 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 being complicit. Um, I don't believe that at all. I think that's a very unfair uh, position to put people in. Well, but, especially but, when, but, it's, it, when it's something that needs a lot of understanding and background and stuff. Like maybe you just yeah, there's like a lot of you know it, you don't feel you know enough to to take a side, which I yeah. I feel is a valid opinion. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But but the thing is, in this case, like it wasn't just like the default position is silence. The default position in the circumstances of everyone in both teams is like is doing it. The default position is like you go along with what the group's doing. Yeah, you know, it's like singing, you know, it's like singing like happy by, birthday. In this case, say, like, oh, I, don't, I don't know this guy. I'm not singing. Yeah, like that's the thing. But like, you know, just generally speaking, I would say Black Lives Matter is like an opt-in situation. Like you, you can opt mm. into the movement. Um, and like you don't have to... Well, hang on, hang on. Let me... So like the way I see it, like you, you, you could choose to actively express your support or lack of support to it, right? But in a situation where everyone around you is expressing support, it's like part of an organized event, like not doing it is a choice. Mm. So the fact that you didn't take a knee is taking a stance. Whereas like you can't just grab someone on the street and be like, why aren't you on your knees? You obviously hate Black Lives Matter. But in the context of everyone doing it, if you're the only one who's not, clearly yeah. you're a dickhead. Yeah. Do, do, you think it, do you think it's a religious thing? I only kneel to God? Or do you think it's just an all lives matter thing? Some people say that on Twitter. Some people were like, he only kneels to the one true Lord and therefore he's a good Christian or whatever. Um, which did probably ask the question of how he ties his shoelaces. Yeah. But <laughs> he doesn't. He only wears slip-ons. You, haven't you noticed? He's yeah. got slip-ons or Velcro. His togs are Velcro. Yeah. Or just barefoot. I mean, we, when you're walking on water, it really doesn't matter. Not fair. Anyway, he's just—he's uh, just an asshole. Like, uh, I don't know. Okay, so like, it doesn't take much to to just express support for for people who are suffering or whatever you know, you want to describe it as. Um, and you know, I even hazard to say it would be the Christian thing to do, but yeah. I'm not an what, expert what, on what, that. What What do you know about the Christian thing to do, Alex? <laughs> exactly. What indeed? <laughs> All right, what's next? Um, le- le- next one I think is a lot more fun is uh, f- the Fijian coach, Vern Carter, thinks he can just lure half of Super Rugby to come play for him. He's currently looking at Fijian eligible p- prospects, namely Hoskins Tutu, Alex Hodgman, uh, Peter Gasawakula, so he wants two eighth men, smooth, uh, George Bauer. Manasa Mati and Manasa Mati Eli. Well, I mean, some, to, to some me, of those, to, like, I would say he's to, definitely to honest, entitled to. To be honest, I would say. I think the Hoskins Tutu is if, just a. I think he's just having a laugh with that one, but I think the rest yeah, yeah, he can take. Yeah, yeah. Tutu. And yeah, I would say the rest are kind of Fiji's yeah. kind of their level. Yeah. And I, I think that's kind of a situation we want to be in where. Mm. Players, well, well, the Pacific Islands specifically want to be in. Yeah. That mm-hmm. players can now can play in Super Rugby, but then come back and play for Fiji. Yeah. Not play in Super Rugby and then, like, basically just don't answer the coach's calls because 
they want to, they're holding out to play for All Blacks Australia or whatever. That's not where you want to be. But if there is a situation where, you know, like how the premiership uh, football feeds a lot of even African countries, mm. you know, that sort of sp- sprinkles top talent in sort of with the local guys. If Fiji can kind of get a situation like that going, like, that would be really good. Yeah. No, I mean, and I think I think they've kind of like they've lost rights to guys like um, Hodgman and like even Sorokula to to a degree. I mean, I don't know how long Sorokula's been with the Chiefs, but like Hodgman's been you know in and around Super Rugby for a long time now. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, look, he's definitely found form, and you know, fair enough. Like players get better over time, especially props. We all know that. Mm. But the truth is, like the All Blacks could have had him many time they wanted, and they didn't. Um, so Kula yeah, as like, well. He looks like an uncle. Yeah, and like I mean, Sawakula, I just think he's not going to make it. To be honest, like yeah. uh, look, I like he's him he's and, behind uh, too many at eighth at eighth man in New Zealand. Yeah. He's behind too many guys for that jersey. Yeah, because I, I would say he's like fourth or fifth choice. Like he's not easily. Yeah, like yeah. especially now with with Satutu and, and Michele too emerging this season. Yeah, but the thing like, is, if, even if they 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 would retread, like they would probably play someone like Boshier or Ardi or whatever at eighth man before. Yeah, yeah, you know, like. And he's a specialist eight, like he's not, you know, yeah, like Mateele being injured and yeah, yeah Mateele, like it's the same story. Like, we can't even make the bench for the Crusaders, yeah, you, know, you, should, you should absolutely go make some dollar for Fiji and Bauer uh, as well. Bauer just being what, 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 what is the Fijian currency? Uh, Let me look it up <laughs> if it's the dollar, I'm, I'm gonna first. guess US dollar, uh, it's the Fijian yeah. dollar, Fijian is it Fijian dollar? dollar? Yeah, Fijian dollar. I, I, dollar. I, I had true. dollar in my head. Um, they, I wonder, are they tied to? Like, do you think it's like? Um, it's like, I love it. The symbol FJ dollar sign is used to distinguish the Fijian dollar from the US dollar. Yeah. Also, it's like worth like one one hundred of the value. Yeah. Yeah. So wait, wait, wait. No, one Fijian dollar is forty-seven cents. Yeah. So, oh, so it's quite a strong currency. Yeah, forty-seven cents. Oh, really? Forty-seven cents US. Oh. Or, but but it's it's not like when someone says. Oh, should it climb significantly, me, recently? When someone says you 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 owe me you owe me ten dollars, it's not like you whip out your Fiji dollar. They'd say, oh, you mean US? Okay, oh, like come on, Fiji. I'm not gonna lie though. It's, it looks kind of cool as far as currency goes. Eight times stronger than the rand. Yeah, and as far as currency goes, it yeah, actually looks kind of dope. That's not how currency works, though, because it's like the yen is a strong currency, but you still get a lot of yen for your rand. Yeah, I've still got a couple of, like, three 1,001 notes in my wallet just because I've never got yeah, but, I mean, but I mean, what, what, what makes a currency strong isn't how much it's, it's like it's the, the stability and the, and the buying power. Yeah, it's not the... Yeah, yeah so it obviously has to be viewed in... In what, relation what? to the that, to prices, what was it? The Big what Mac it, index, yeah. the Big Mac index yeah, the, was a good the can of Coke index or whatever it's called. How much is a Big Mac in Fiji? You reckon they have They must. I have. don't think they have. Mac- I don't think they have McDonald's. You're gonna do a KFC. Do KFC. How much is a bucket? Um. No. no do Do they have Do they have McDonald's? Because they're not. Yes. It seems like they do. Okay. Okay. Big so, Mac. Uh, I would Hang on, let me just Google McDonald's Suva. That's capital Fiji. <laughs> well done. It's good. Yeah, so I found one. Ex- excellent, okay. excellent use of your. G- yeah, I was the one on, on um, La Cala Bay Road or Scott Street. 
Scott Street. Bay Road. Scott I want the, I want them beach prices. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll look at both. I want oh, premium beach Matthew, pricing. No, Matthew, paying tourist prices then is not realistic. <laughs> <laughs> if you go to Fiji and you order a Big Mac, you deserve to get ripped off. <laughs> okay. No, what if? Uh, oh, they're hiring. <laughs> hiring during COVID, Fiji's thriving. Eh? Yeah, well, dude, they, they've got that strong dollar. Yeah, um, <laughs> they're they leading on the FJ dollar. Okay, so what do you guys want for the menu? You want a burger? You want a Big Mac? Yo, Big, no, Mac, no, Big, Mac. Big Mac. Okay, Big Mac. So I'm gonna say you oh, are. Fuck, they oh, what do they not have, Matt Victor? No, they got the Big Mac. They just don't have prices. Oh wait, full menu. Oh, this is riveting. So what I'm doing is just making sure. Okay, you guys, you guys move on. I'm, I'm, I'm going down this rabbit hole. Okay, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I just want to find ours as well for comparison's sake. What, okay. what is it? What's a Big Mac now? Like thirty-five rand? No, well, that's what I'm checking now. Just the burger. Oh shit! I was yeah. say. Oh, uh, I don't know. I'd I I maybe. To... I'm gonna have to open up Mr. D at this rate because our website doesn't say it. What is McDonald's hiding from us? Yeah, exactly. Okay, all right. Well, I, f I found I found a cost of living website which which says it. Oh, okay. Um, okay. okay. So you guys want to know what the cost of a, a a combo meal in? So it's a Big Mac meal. Big Mac but, meal. And okay, we got can deal with that. Do we have to give it a Fijian dollars or US dollars? I give it to you both. Okay. Um, okay I'm, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna say eight Fijian, whatever that is, three three fifty US. Wait. So what size okay, are we going? So, what size meal? What size meal? Big meal, it's just his Big Mac. It's got to okay, be so medium, man. Let's go medium then, okay. Okay. So, Big Mac meal um, in Suva is yeah. 6 US dollars. Okay. So, 14, 14 Fijian dollars. Oh, wow. Oh, that's, that's, like... that's not bad, because in SA, that meal is going to set you back 50 bucks, 30 cent. Oh, I can actually yeah. do a cost of living comparison between Suva and Cape Town on this website. This is cool. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Alex is Alex is immigrating to New to Fiji as, yeah, as we speak. Uh, Alex is cost of living in Suva. So it's sixty percent more expensive than Cape Town. Oh, sure. Which is oh, quite wow. hectic. What's Cape expensive? Quite expensive. The rent or what? No, can't be the rent. Uh, I'm, I'm, so, I'm sorry, guys. Entertainment. Entertainment is three hundred percent more. Oh, Cape Town is not expensive, guys. It's not. Yeah, I, the cost of living is quite high in Cape Town. Yeah. Compared to where, like Joburg, yes. Compared to yeah. pretty much anywhere else in the world, no. Okay, yeah, fair. Mm, no, I mean, it, was, it was up there because um, again, like we're, we're back at the same starting point of the conversation, right? Which is that it's relative to income. Oh, it's relative to income. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Then. I mean, obviously, okay, like we're well, coming from Tokyo, or whatever. Yeah. No, yeah. So, but, uh, no, so it's actually it's pretty competitive, but like it's just entertainment. Like they don't seem to have, like. You know, going to the movies and or going eating out for dinner seems to be like ridiculously expensive. Well, I guess but, they're probably having to import a lot of stuff. Eh? Yeah. yeah, but like, or, but I mean, that's the thing, because like, clothing is cheap. Clothing is cheaper, oh. transportation is cheaper, and food is only about forty percent more. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's not that bad. But I mean, but then we said the but the currency is eight eight times stronger. Obviously, I mean, you don't know what the prices are like, right? Yeah. Well, we do. We've got the Big Mac, but um, yeah. Anyway, there you go. Cool. Sixty percent more expensive to live in Fiji than it is in Cape Town. So, speaking of stronger buying power, um, an American <laughs> consortium wants to buy the Storm Teenies for a hundred million rand. Yeah, but uh, so change Dream, for change. Wasn't, wasn't Dream World Investment buying them or whatever? 
No, they were. Yeah. Were they buying that, them or were that, they like no, no, that, investing? Yeah, they wasn't buying they, them. They were sort of yeah, developing the property. In, they were like developing the property oh, with that. Okay. Yeah. So they, they were buying they out of the deal with. Uh, with okay. Okay. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Um, so these people want to buy the 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 team, it's the rights or whatever. The rights, so be the team owners and the administrator. So actually run the Stormtinis. Yeah. Like replace, oh. like put their own people on the board of directors, kind of thing. I actually uh -huh. I regret now spending so much time talking about McDonald's and Suva because this is actually a really great topic for us to talk about. No, we can keep going. Uh, I mean, Australian rugby is not that important. We can skip at least cocktail, one of those games. Isn't there a cocktail called a dark and stormy? Because mm. then you can just call it. I'm gonna go check the, the sweet potatoes in my oven and then I'll be back okay, to talk cool. about this. Ben and I will discuss. Yeah. Okay. There's a cocktail called a dark and stormy, so they can just be the dark and stormers. Um, dark and stormy isn't that a Guinness drink anyway? You know, cons brand consistency. Um. Dark and Stormy. Dark and Stormy is a highball cocktail made with goslings, black seal rum, ginger oh, okay. beer served over ice and garnished with a slice of lime. I mean, I reckon that'll work in Cape Town as a drink go, as far as drinks go. So, yeah, I think they yeah, can well, it's, it's very similar to a Moscow Mule, so it could be quite a good, like, winter drink, maybe. Yeah, no, it definitely sounds like a ginger ale, dark rum. Yeah, no. Look, it's not a Cape Town Sevens drink. You'll get messy as fuck. No, maybe if they served in like a jug. Maybe, maybe. Um, but yeah, anyway, so these guys there, let's just see their pedigree. Um, they want to link up with the Milwaukee Bucks, you know. That's big. But yeah. Um, I don't know. Count back. These guys are a bunch of South, ex South Africans, aren't they? Now in the US. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they are. Yeah, but uh, like, like in terms of US sport, 100 million rand, hey? That's nothing. Mm. That's nothing. It's, it's nothing. Like, it's, that's like that's like what you pay a quarterback for like six months or whatever. That's like, it's. Like, oh, they make you do be, this, Ben. Yeah, no, but it was so old to be. <laughs> Is there a cost eight, of living eight, comparison between yeah, quarterbacks and eight Mahomes? <laughs> Pat Mahomes just signed a new contract. Pat Mahomes. But it would be it would be eight million US dollars, seven million US dollars around there. Huh? Okay, so Pat Mahomes has got a ten-year deal with the Kansas City Chiefs, worth up to five hundred and three million US dollars. So he's so making he's, 50 million a year. So yeah, he's basically. So he's 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 buying the Stormers every like two months. Not even. Well, wait. So he's he's getting he's doing 50 million a year. So he's getting what four million a month. And um, one hundred million and, is 5.8 million dollars. Okay. So there you go. Like yeah. Well, like, the the Rand needs to sort it shit out. So it's almost like 20 to one with the dollar. Well, the last month we took a huge chunk. Now I'm just looking here. So we. I was wondering why so many South Africans were phoning me and looking to immigrate to Mauritius. Now, now I understand. Before their money's worth nothing. Yeah. I've got space. I'm keen. <laughs> Actually, wait. Let me look up the cost cost of living. No, it's expensive. Ask Ben. He knows. I'll be the judge of that, Ben. <laughs> well, your website is probably oh. I reckon uh, probably three times as much as South Africa cost of living. Uh, do I want to look at Port Louis or should I look at Trudeau Deuce? I don't think they have Trudeau Deuce. Uh, look up, see if you can get uh, Kier Peep or uh, Grand Bay. Grand Bay. Yeah, Grand Bay baseball buyer. Buyer. Buyer liquor. No, they don't have that. Port Louis, oh. they don't even have the flag. They've got like a weird like, Rainbow Nation flag. Just a dodo. The... 
Or just like the generic, like. It's only twenty percent more expensive than Cape Town, man. There's no way it's twenty percent. There's no way it's only twenty percent more expensive. Than are you are, are you disputing my my world class website that are I've just found? Are you, are you disputing buying rub steak at like three hundred rand a kg? Ben's learned that is quite expensive. <laughs> lived experience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I promise. I guess it depends on what like lifestyle you want to live, but yeah. yeah. Like, um, but um, yeah. So there's a lot of there's a lot of layers to the storm story. Story. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the idea just of in terms of talking points, private equity owning the club is quite interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm 100% behind it. I'm so ready for this. I, I honestly think if there's one club that needs to be run more like a business, it's the Stormers. Or the, well, other, maybe, maybe or the other club that I wanted to bring up. The other club that I was going to bring up next to close out the news. Because <laughs> let's, let's, let's discuss both these at the same time. So, uh, Cannabis and Hemp Farming's former CEO also wants to buy out the Kings as well. Wait, as... Is, this, is this guy actually involved with Cannabis and Hemp Farming? Or is he saying the Kings of good land to do Cannabis and Hemp Farming? Like I, I couldn't really figure that out from the article. I don't know, but all I know is that they want to link the Kings to Pot and want to rebrand their name to the Nelson Mandela based Saints. And mm. so both are private equity groups that are looking to expand into rugby and take all the franchises. One publicly struggling, one struggling slightly more quietly in the shadows because no one just pays attention to them. But yeah. Sure. Um. Yeah, like, like to be honest, I'm all for it. I really think it is the future of sport. Like, we see in South Africa, anything with the smallest government link can just go to shit. Yeah. So I would, I would let let the market dictate, let people run it like a business. Mm. Because the problem is always when you're just leaning on your, you know, your sort of your government backing, or you know, your you're gonna guys are gonna get lazy guys are gonna get corrupt you have no real incentive to kind of really trim the fat in your operation to kind of branch out try new things etc you're not really you 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 you're allowed to stagnate which i think a lot i think south african rugby has stagnated mm. and 100%. It's, definitely and it's hurting especially at that crowd, level mm. you can even see from the kind of the amount of people who really care anymore yeah like it used yeah. to be like really like a national passion. Now it's becoming more and more niche. Yeah, and yeah. I just think rugby, rugby hasn't evolved. And privatizing it would. Because then suddenly people would be like, okay, wh- what, is, what do the kids want? Sort of thing. What do the kids yeah. want? The kids... I mean, it, it, it's, almost, it's almost like what I was saying earlier about the sevens. And like the fact that no one, like no one seems to you know, see that as an opportunity to innovate for something new. Like a new product. But if you got guys who are investing 100 million rand, like even if it's, you know, even if they're Americans and it's, you know, pesky uh, US, US dollars or whatever, um, you know, if you say to them, oh, bad luck guys, you know, COVID's coming along and we're not getting a tournament in the stadium, in the stadium that you own, um, that you're expecting all the revenue you were expecting, there's no way they're just going to be like, oh, well, oh, well you know, yeah. see you next financial year. They're going to be like, fuck it. How do we recover our losses? How do we get income? Like, we need like to come up would, with a, another plan would, to generate some revenue for this for this financial year. We tournaments and market the fuck out of it. Yeah, like they, they do something, and I mean, like, it's a dangerous road to go down because you know I've seen what can happen with like American sports and like over commercialization of sport. Like, I'm not a huge fan of it. Like, I'm I'm not even a big fan of professional sport in the first place. You know, you, you guys know that, but like, 
I, I'm not an idiot. Like, I know it's inevitable. I know we're, like, we're long past the point of no return. So, like, yeah. we might as well get the most out of it. And as much as I would like, in a way, for rugby to go back to, like, an amateur-era sport, I know that, first of all, it's not possible. And second of all, you're not going to get there just by self-destructing, you know? So yeah. the only way forward is is forward. And we have to take the professional era as we find it and make the most out of it. And the worst thing you can do is operate as an amateur team in a professional era. If you're gonna be if you're gonna be amateur, then you know, go the whole hog. Like don't play don't pay anyone to play rugby and just get the butchers and the and the blacksmiths and the carpenters <laughs> out on a Saturday to play for fun. You know, that that's fine. Re- reinvent the career of blacksmith and then get them playing rugby. <laughs> Well, whatever, you know, I mean, probably get a few computer programmers out there these days, but you know what I mean? Like, but you, you can't, you can't charge people money and build a whole, a whole stadium and get sponsors and yeah. then play an amateur game. Like, that's yeah. not an option. Yeah. So, like, lean into it. Like, you got to go the whole hog. Yeah, no, definitely. And I know you were preparing the American, or not preparing, but just sort of highlighting the Americans. But I think I've been sort of following just the build-up the MLR has towards their season now coming up. And you compare it to we two months away from kicking off something and we've heard nothing. Whereas they yeah. constantly with feeds, like we've signed these cats, we had a draft this year, we're looking to expand our conference and yeah. all that, like they no, pushing this, business this, as this, usual. You would... No, no, but it is like, uh, and like also like obviously, yeah, I don't want an ad break every five minutes. And you know, like, you know, like remember when Brian had just scored like deliberately drinking that parade once? <laughs> oh yeah, during the, the post-match interview. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. Like, like, I don't want shit like, actually, actually I kind of want shit like that. Yeah, that where you go? Where, but, but, you know, I don't, but, I, but I really think rugby is so far on the other end of sort of this blatant over-commercialization that yeah. we can we have a long way to go before we start complaining about the other side of this. Let's say that. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's how do you boil a frog, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's, it takes time. It gets hotter and hotter and hotter. And like, you know, we will find ourselves at a point where we're going to be complaining about those sorts of things. And there's going to be, you know, 20 minute ad breaks in the middle of a half of rugby. Uh, I guarantee you that's going to happen in our lifetimes. Yeah. I remember I, I actually saw a proposal that they said if they played rugby in quarters, they could increase revenue by it was something like thirty percent or something because it would yeah, allow. Yeah, I mean, exactly. And, and there's a whole there's a whole gaggle of people out there who are like mind blown that that isn't enough to sway us. And I understand it. Like I, I totally get it. You know, people sitting in boardrooms mm. would look at a figure like that and a report like that and be like, it's a fucking no brainer. You know, have it just like sacrifice one minute in the middle of a twenty of a of a forty minute half for adverts, and you can pay. You know, guys like this this kid, um, what's his name? Uh, Sauli. This kid that's the tug of war between like rugby league and rugby union in Australia. Oh, you know, guys like him and and guys like, you know, like keeping guys like Andre Pollard and, you know, all the stars of rugby. Like you, you can turn rugby players into football players in terms of their value. It's a no-brainer from a boardroom's perspective. But like who the fuck wants to sit through 20 minutes and then ads? Like I can't even sit through five seconds of ads on YouTube personally yeah so you know it's there's it's a very very delicate balance and it's a losing battle it's just a question of how slowly we lose it really um and i am reluctant to you know take oh alex i I, I got cut off sorry 
I am reluctant to take these, you know, one giant step for mankind things in rugby towards commercialization. But I know that it's, a, I know that, you know, at some point you, you do have to concede some ground. And like, I think the, like the professionalization, well, not the professionalization, sorry, the privatization of rugby unions, individual unions in South Africa is one of those like steps that we just need to take because it's going to happen, you know, one way or another. I mean, it's already happened. The fact that all our players have left to go overseas to play for private clubs. Mm. So we might as well be the ones to benefit from it. Like, uh, I'm prepared to compromise on this one, I think, yeah. especially if it's a Stormers. But also, like, in terms of the investment, I definitely wouldn't buy the Stormers now because at the moment, the Stormers aren't actually in a tournament. Yeah. Well, that's getting it for so little. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so, I guess. Well, Bye. they're getting it at all. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned that. Mm. I don't think Western no. Province Rugby is going to concede control. I don't think they can no. put a price. These guys are so small-minded. They're like these little tyrants of their own tiny little fiefdom in rugby, which they think is so important. There's no way they're going to give up control of that, no yeah, matter how much to, money. To, to me, to me, 100 million is a really low-ball offer. When you think about what... You, you buy like a, a house at Camps Bay, you're probably looking at 100 million. Mm. Yeah, but, him, but, yeah. but yeah, but I know what you, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, but I, I think they have lowballed them, but I, I also think there's, there might be you know room for a negotiation. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, oh, I, I, I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's a question of price. I think time and price. time and time again, it has been demonstrated that the Stormers cannot negotiate. So. Yeah. If they try to negotiate, the guys will probably end up getting seventy-five million. <laughs> Yeah. Like the Stormers will be paying these this consortium to take the team off their hands, and they'll, and they'll throw in Newlands for free. Stormers, yeah. The Stormers are somehow in debt to this consortium yeah. now. Like, they'll throw in Newlands for free, but not the big screen. They want to take that with them. Yeah. They'll tell people like that's what they got out of the deal. Yeah, like, yeah, like oh, we worked them, we worked them over, that we got that PCC cement sign, which is fucking ugly. Oh god. <laughs> Uh, okay. anyway. I think that's it for the news by the looks of it unless there's oh, anything God. you can think We've already of. just done the news yeah oh, um, oh we the, the Falcon in administration oh God God yes yeah. um, so sad day sad day for my second favorite predatory bird a South African club the Falcon um, but what, what so 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 is, is the griffin a predatory bird no uh, eagles. the eagles are on top they're my favorite yeah, he no, means okay. the eagle, but I mean, that's still a valid question, Ben. Um, yeah. I was going to say, I'd give half credit to, to the Griffins, because at least half of them are a predatory bird. So, you, but you prefer the Falker to the Griffins? Um, yeah, yeah, because as I said, the Griffins were the first team I saw drilled live, like, by 100 points. So I have no respect for the Griffins. I think yeah. if I have to put my head on a block, I'll say that Griffins are birds. I, I won't argue. I won't. I won't take you to court on that notion, though. Because, so. like, I mean, it's got it's the body of a lion and the head, like the head of a bird, right? But it's got wings. And it's got the front claws of the of the bird as well, normally, as well. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's mostly. Mostly bird. Mostly bird. Like yeah. its no, defining like you, features like, are. No, 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 like, like, like you, you could chop the lion bit off. And it would still be a bird. It would still be predominantly be bird. You couldn't chop the bird bit, and and yeah, you couldn't chop the bird bit off. And have it, and it wouldn't be a lion. It would just be dead. Dead. (laughs) (laughs) If you you chop off the bird bit, you've just got the back end of half a cow. 
Yeah, yeah. no, no. Like, like, like. I, I, I think. I think. I would say a griffin is more like seventy-five percent bird. Yeah. yeah, I feel that way too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad we've established this. And cool. I mean, obviously, predatory as well. Yeah, no, definitely, it's yeah. a predatory creature. That, yeah, that's that much is clear. Yeah, yeah. That, that was that wasn't up for debate. Yeah. So, so do do we know why the Falcar and the administrator uh, are liquidating? I assume just because the, they would be playing mismanagement. <laughs> no, well, I mean, under COVID and all that, they I'm sure they would have played Vodacar, um What's a Challenge Cup by now? They would have gotten some revenue for Challenge Cup and all that, which they haven't gotten. Okay. Like yeah. the teams in first division must are struggling as well because, yeah, Challenge Cup runs sort of around super rugby time yeah it's like the back of super rugby yeah, yeah. so those guys are cool. obviously taking a revenue hit quite badly and no one really noticed oh, which yeah. is i think something alex did bring up this afternoon when they were discussing <laughs> the whole net like just cutting clubs maybe and then then focusing yeah, on clubs and that it is so. It is sort of the push that they say we should actually just have six. We should just have six professional clubs, and then just let the. What's going on? There's like scurrying in the background. Okay, there we go. Is that motorbike back? No, it sounds like someone. I think we've was lost like... Matt. Oh. I think Matt just got Matt just got taken. Fuck, we can't. Isn't Matt recording this though? Yeah. No, sorry guys, I just muted my mic there for a second, so oh, I couldn't, I I could, I couldn't step, I couldn't step in to like, just like, as well then like, oh, well, calm down, so I just thought I'd let that tension build for a couple of seconds. Uh, yeah, I do not have a specific set of skills that I could bring to bear on tracking down your kidnappers, so it's really good that you're back. Okay, no yeah, Matt, uh, Matt, also COVID, COVID, I can't come out. I'm quite good at Google, but I don't think that would help. Uh, Google, yeah, who you, has maps? You're really, good at, you're really good at finding the cost of living between places, Alex. Yeah. So maybe Matt will be able to somehow relay you, like, the if, price yeah, of Yeah, if you could send us, like, a Morse, yeah, a Morse yeah, code, and, like, a receipt. Yeah, <laughs> and then, then Alex will be like, oh, a, a box of Oreos for seven US dollars. Okay, ooh, he's in Tokyo. Like, it's yeah. not... He's in Kathmandu. It's like it's like where in the world is common San Diego? Uh, <laughs> through through yeah, like common right. pricing. Okay. Um, mm. should we actually get to the meat and potatoes and start discussing some rugby? Yeah, I think oh. we need to be quite quick about it. How much time yeah, have we got left? Yeah, let's just play through this. So the force played yeah, the rebels. Played. They played for eighty-one minutes. Good. Done. Um. Yeah. The, 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 for, the force, I, I want the force to win. I'm, I'm yeah. disappointed in the force, to be honest. But So, I mean, this is what I was asking on, I think it was, I can't remember if it was Twitter or uh, actually I didn't read his Facebook. I think before. it was Twitter. I was, asking this, I was asking this on Twitter, like, what are, what are the win conditions like for the force in terms of their season? Like, what do they see as a, as a success? They, they, because they have, they have to be planning on giving... You have to get a win. That, I think that, that at least a win and yeah. most probably more bonus point losses than no bonus point losses as well. Because I mean the whole the whole I, sort I, of I, 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 I think they would be have they would have been targeting beating the Waratahs because I would say the Waratahs are the the next weakest team. Yeah. Yeah. So so but not just beating them on the field. Like I feel like they would have wanted to beat them on the log, right? Because yeah. kind of the whole the whole situation is, you know. Is it fair that they've been kicked out? Were they are they really the worst of the five teams? Yeah. Like I feel like that's the the redemption arc is for them to come back, 
you know, stronger than they were before. And, you know, bearing in mind that when they left in 2017, they actually kicked the ass of, of the of the Rebels and the Waratahs yeah. on their way out. Like, they thrashed them. So, like, to maintain the narrative that a lot of Western Force supporters have been pushing on social media, actually, it's just one guy, he pisses me off. But, um, you know, basically this narrative of they should never have been kicked out and they should be brought back in and they have a lot of value to offer Super Rugby. I feel like they would need to um basically come forth come forth at least um, um so their shot yeah. at coming forth is friday the 14th of august because that's when they're playing the tars in perth okay. no but no but wouldn't they have to they would have to win twice now yeah because the tars have or have the tars only got one win as well don't know i haven't i don't know the log i don't know the log at all but i'm just checking now they've They've got a shot now to actually take a task help because they're, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. they're on a no, bye this make, weekend yeah. and then next weekend. But I'm actually up. thinking that they, they're sort of in the middle of their tournament because I'm just thinking of Super mm. Aggie, yeah, they, uh, Aratoa. Are they doing yeah, their no, first, so, I think? So, yeah, so the fourth still have a bit of a... I think this, I, I saw, I, this weekend is the uh, last weekend of their first round. Yeah. yeah. I, I saw I saw something quite good because, you know, the original New Zealand team thing where they're like, okay, we'll take two Australian teams. Yeah. And someone was like, okay, cool, the force and who else? <laughs> Fair. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, this is the thing, right? I mean, watching the game on Friday, it was it was pretty hard to to kind of poke holes in the in the New Zealand request to only send two teams across to join them in Super Rugby. Like, there was it was such an uninspiring game. It wasn't just that it was low scoring, because I mean, we'll talk about the Brumbies game just now, but the first half, there was only, I think it was just the two tries of the Brumbies game, which were both rolling malls, right? So on paper, you're like, only two only two tries, both from rolling malls, bad game. But I enjoyed watching that, that first half of rugby with the Brumbies versus the Reds. It was no, like I a positive Brumbies, game of two teams. Brumbies, like, Reds was a, was a good mm. game. It was a really good game. Like, it was, it was. It was better than I, the... I, I liked it because it, nice, it, it was a nice clash of styles. Yeah. Yeah, but like, but just generally speaking, like, yeah. they, like there was a distinctive style to both teams. That you could be like, you know, this is what I can see what both teams are going for, right? And like there was a positive, it was a positive attempt from both teams to win the game, and you could see how and why. Force versus Rebels was just like they pitched up, and like no one seemed to have a plan. Like there was no game plan. That, but like to my, you know, to my layman's eye, there was no real sort of plan on display. Both teams just kind of pitched up, and you know, we're going to try and and you know score more points than the other, or concede fewer points than the other. Um, like it just didn't feel very kind of energetic or like active or proactive is maybe the, the way to describe it. it didn't feel yeah. proactive um, and so th- that was my one problem with it like uh, so uh, there were two things that two issues that I identified while I was watching this game the one was there was a very high error rate combined with a very high penalty rate mm. in the first half quite a lot of mishackles but that, that's like a, that happens in Aotearoa as well it's a super rugby thing but yeah. the number of mistakes, like unforced errors, just knock-ons and like constant scrummaging and penalties, like Angus Gardner, the commentators kept going on and on and on about how, oh, Angus Gardner hates to blow the whistle. You know, he just wants the game to flow by itself. Well, that was not fucking apparent because he was blowing the whistle every 30 seconds. Um, and I mean, I'm not necessarily blaming him, but like the number of infringements, either professional or just basic, was mind-blowing. So, but the second problem I had with the game, just quickly, sorry, um, yeah. the second problem I had with the game was that there was like this fake fucking narrative of like the force of the rebels, you know, the force are here for revenge and the rebels like are, you know, going to want to take them on and everything. But it's all bullshit because like 
the Rebels and the Force were arm in arm after the Force got kicked out. You know, there was solidarity because that's the whole that was the Australian narrative at that time that they wanted mm. to pull. Of you know the teams are in this together and you know it's the nasty South Africans who kicked them out or Sunwolves. I don't know what the fuck the story was in the Australian media, but you know basically there was no hard feelings. There was no love. You know, no hard feelings between the teams. Now suddenly they wanted to have this whole like, oh, these rebels coming over here and taking our jobs. We got to you know get them back for it. But the truth is. Half the fucking force team that got kicked out of the Super Rugby competition in 2017 oh, yeah. are playing for the Rebels. Rebels yeah. So, like, if you look at the force team, you're like, which one of these guys' livelihoods was actually put in jeopardy by that decision? Well, well the, like, force, the force team compared to when they got kicked out compared to now, do they have any players in common? Uh, th- th- there's, like, there's two or three. So, Brachy's uh, still there. Uh, like, yeah, Ian Pryor, Brachy's still there, uh, Peck Cowan's still there. No, but, like, Brachy, Brachy's been on a whole adventure, though. Yeah, but this, yeah. Is, this is the thing. Like these these guys, like Pekau and Brachy, like and Pro, like to be completely honest, these guys are lucky to be like playing professional rugby at this level in the first place. Mm. You know, like I don't I don't hate these guys. They're all not actually. I, I think Enpro is not bad, but you know, like if they're honest with themselves, they're probably lucky to be in a Super Rugby competition in the first place. It's the same story with the, with the Sunwolves from this year and last year. You know, guys like um um I've got all their names now, which just <laughs> exactly the point. But Jason, you know what I mean, Jason, like these guys. Jason Emery. Yeah, like Emery and like Kurt Funny here, you know, guys like that. Like they're just pleased to be involved. Hadley like, Park. There's no sense of like you know, I'm I'm here to, like to prove that I belong here or whatever. Like they they're just happy to still have a fucking contract. And it's the same with the Rebels. Like I mean, the Force. Like half of these guys, like Cowan and guys like Jeremy Thrush. Like how am I supposed to buy a Jeremy Thrush who's right on the tail end of his career and at this stage is just like playing until he gets a pension? Is, is like fired up about the fact that he's playing against the rebels who, kick, who like supposedly kicked the force out of the competition, which obviously isn't even true, you know. So it's either guys like him, who are too old to give a fuck, or it's guys like like Byron Ralston and Jack McGregor, these young guys, who, like again, like they're just happy to. I mean, there's no other club they could go to in Australia or New Zealand or South Africa, at the age of 20, 21, one year out of playing for the Junior Wallabies and get 80 minutes of game time. Like, it's a blessing for them to be at the Western Force. If the Western Force were still in Super Rugby, guys like that probably wouldn't be starting for them. So, like, I just don't buy this fucking bullshit narrative that there's, like, bitterness between the two teams. And then they try to play that. They try to have a fight. Like, they tried to have a fight. And no one was <laughs> buying it. Like, the ref barely even, like... You know, it was, like, the most limp-wristed attempt at generating energy and passion around a rugby game that I think I've ever seen. And it's a real shame because the Brumbies Res game was fucking amazing. It was a great game of rugby. It was a great advertisement for Super Rugby generally, um, and for Australian rugby specifically. It was honestly like a Wallabies trial game, and you could pick a 15 from. Instead of put it by the way, this is not my these are not my words. You could pick a, a Wallabies 15 from between that game, just that game of Brumbies Reds, and they wouldn't embarrass the country. And that right there is the fucking point. Hmm. You don't need yeah. five teams to represent Australia to. You know, to be competitive, you actually, and I, I mean, I'll be fair, I don't think you need two either. I think two is selling them short because you saw guys like Nice Sarani and Matt Phillip and, you know, Waratahs have a few good, good guys about them. But the, the reality is that probably three teams is where South African rugby, uh, well, Australian. that was a, a Freudian maybe, slip. Yeah, maybe, Freudian yeah. slip because I think we're in the same position. But South African and Australian rugby probably peak in terms of super rugby comp- competitiveness. I don't think we can scramble enough guys together for four teams or five teams. Um, and I don't think Australia can either. So if they're honest with themselves, um, there's a world of difference between the Brumbies-Reds game and the, and the Force-Rebels game. Um, 
and they should have a long hard think about that before they send any counter offers across across the ditch yeah anyway that's what I'm going to say about Australian rugby okay so where, 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 where do you think the Wallabies would finish in Super Rugby Aerotoa oh the Wallabies uh, you mean an actual uh, third behind the Blues I think behind the Blues yeah I think yeah. And I, I think I think the I think the Wallabies would have the best tight five in that in that competition though. so the Brumbies um, like five yeah, like, 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 tight, 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 if you know what I mean. Because like, obviously, Co- Cody Taylor is a hooker, but he doesn't play like he's, his, his skills aren't hooker skills, kind of thing. No. Yeah. Yeah. They'd have the yeah. best set piece. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Australia's yeah. actually producing some handy little props at the moment as well. So, well, Tupo doesn't count because he's Tongan. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so then the other... I was thinking about this. Why did they call him the Tongan Thor? Should he should have been the, the Tongan Hulk? I don't know. It's, it's... Maybe, there's already a, maybe there's already a Tongan Hulk. There's the Tongan maybe. Bear. I don't know about a Tongan Hulk. Well, wasn't wasn't John Alami the Tongan Torpedo? I think he was Tongan Torpedo, maybe, yeah. Although Tupo now has a puppy called Thor, by the way. I saw him. What? On, uh, Tupo got a puppy this week. I saw on Instagram, and he's named it Thor. Oh, okay. So there is a Tongan Thor now, technically. <laughs> well, I guess. All right. Um, yeah. So that. Do, do you guys still want to talk about the Brumbies Reds? Or... Oh, it was a good game. No, I like that. But done. Yeah. Um. Um. Oh, should should we should we do our new thing where we give a shout out to one of our Twitter followers? Oh yeah, maybe. If you want. <laughs> I think that. Which one do you want to shout out, Ben? You pick one totally at what random. Uh, um, uh, J, 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 JP Smith. JP Smith, okay. <laughs> Am I pronouncing oh. it right? Yeah, JP, JP Smith. JP Smith, yeah. JP Smith, uh, yeah, shout out to you, man. Uh, tell, him, tell him what he's won, Ben. <laughs> well, he's won a, a shout out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, won, he's won a shout out. He's really got his prime. JP Smith, you rock. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Gents, I'm actually I'm sorry I'm sorry to do this, but I've got to run. I've, I've got to finish making dinner. Okay, no, it's fine. Ben yeah. and I will uh, somehow finish New Zealand. Yeah, sorry, I was I was looking forward to chatting about the New Zealand games, but uh, we spent too much time talking about the price of hamburgers in, in Fiji. Yeah, um, so, so, but thanks, thanks guys. It was a good chat. I enjoyed yeah. this, um, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Okay, Ben. Okay, cheers. cool. Cheers, Alex. Yeah. Ben, let's do this. Time for Super Rugby uh, Aotearoa. Um, Let's start with the wheels coming completely off for the Chiefs right now. And, yeah, they went down quite badly to the uh, Crusaders. I I think I actually owe the nation of Wales an apology. Because it turns out they are actually an amazing rugby nation. And Gatlin was just a fucking handbrake this whole time. So Imagine how good they'd be with no coach. Yo, that's what I'm saying. Imagine, oh, imagine they had a proper coach. Imagine Ra- Wales had like Rassi, like it would be like a fucking dynasty. So that's the thing, though. Um, a lot of ca- I saw that argument come up today. Is is should Gat because Gatlin's not getting any f- like as much flack in the media and the social media as one would expect, and Oaks are starting to sort of bring that up. Like I, I saw a few things. I actually saw a few things saying should should he should he resign? Yeah, it's some, but you'd that you're not good. Ben, let's not be serious. If 
one of our coaches went more than six, like four love that news would be spreading they waited until he went like six love no 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 i do think he had some sort of armor and the seven teams... seven actually because they lost their last game in standard super rugby as well no no but now it's now it's eight so that he's oh, shit, lost yeah. eight in a row now but he wasn't super yeah but um yeah yeah i don't know if if it is the coach i like to think it's the coach because i think it's quite a funny like narrative but you know may, maybe maybe the players aren't executing he doesn't seem to he likes to he complain about seem, things he doesn't seem to but he, like if you look at him in the coaching box he doesn't seem to care yeah it's not as animated as some of the other coaches can be like yeah yeah like yeah i don't know maybe, maybe he's just taking some time to adjust to yeah. New Zealand or whatever, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what kind of salary he's on or whatever, but I'm sure. Yeah. I don't you know, know they they're looking at it quite unhappily. But to be honest, that was a. I, I think it's unfair. He's copying criticism this week for losing. Look, this game. Yeah, this game not so much. The Crusaders played. And I've and I've I felt they were they were in it. Like if the Chiefs, you know, had an even winning record and produced this game against the Crusaders, I was say, oh, the Chiefs gave her like a good showing. Yeah, because obviously the, the Crusaders sort of ran away with it a bit at the end. But... Uh, I'm just looking. Yeah, it's 60 minutes, 66 minutes. Those last two tries, essentially, they were in it yeah, up that, until that what, point. Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's, that's what. But that was when it was 1920. And then the... Yeah, but it is. Uh, but that's the kind of problem. Like a lot of the games, they have been in it up to a point, and then yeah, let it slip. So yeah, you begin to wonder what that is because is it a fitness thing maybe? Who are we to speak of a fitness thing, Matt? Oh, look, it, as a it's prop calling the kettle fat right now, but still. Yeah. Um. But yeah, maybe. Well, you you would think to to me uh, like at this level everyone's fit. You'd think so, but I mean that's the thing. Like so, I don't know because um, when like the force give away extra penalties in the last twenty minutes, or when the Sunwolves give away extra penalties in the last twenty minutes, then it's lack of discipline from experience. And I mean you can't say that about these chief, this chief squad. I mean they had Cruden playing his hundredth game. Yeah. But then they have a guy like, but they also have like like a guy like uh, Bush here. I would say he's been arguably the best player in this tournament. He has been one of the best players, definitely. And then he, but he's like, but despite this. No, but I mean, you can't carry a team yeah. from seven. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Like all you can do is be a jackal. <laughs> no, no, but but then they have like like it's not like. So say like D Mac, I wouldn't say his form. D Mac's had a terrible, had... like as as far as D Mac. Uh... Look, he's had a good season no, no, com- okay. comparatively compared to compared to other players. He's had a good season compared to D Mac. He's not had. Yeah, the best okay, season. yeah, yeah. And then so, same with Anton Leonard Brown. Like he's not peak, yeah. but he's he's fine. Yeah. The Peter Gusso Kulu, I would say he's a good. He's, he's been playing. Been a solid eight he's been playing well. I'd be happy. Brad Weber, Brad Weber, I would say not at his best, but he's definitely he's there or there. But maybe that's the thing. Maybe it is the kind of tournament where you need to be firing on all cylinders week in week out. Yeah, because this is the thing. It's 
a New Zealand tournament, these guys are all like it is that percentage that the small percent. This is a tournament based on who's better at like the small percentages. Yeah, because I guess everyone sort of they all very evenly match. So yeah, yeah, and then Highlanders. What was the other one? Highlanders, Highlanders Blue. Blues. Blues. Yeah, Highlanders. Blues. So the Australian derby of Super Rugby Aotearoa. <laughs> um, Shame. This one. Yeah, was... I didn't. I, I didn't catch this. I didn't catch the the live. So this game, this game highlighted by Aaron Smith milking a penalty off Tuina Cafe. Did you see that at all? Uh, I saw the the clip or whatever. But Aaron, it's I don't a, know. It's like such a scrum half move that really is. But I I feel Aaron Smith is better. He's when been... he's less involved, when he's not chirping. Yeah. Like when he's actually just focused on on his game. Or, and it seems like when he's actually, he's not sort of playing that well, yeah. then then he sort of tries to make up with it by, you know, getting in the ref's ear or whatever. Yeah. That, 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 that's kind of my, like it's... you seldom see a game where Aaron Smith is niggly and effective. Yeah. He's kind of either niggly or effective. Yeah. So he's sort of the antithesis of TJ. Yeah. Where TJ is at his best when he's niggly. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, I don't know. This, this is my impression of Aaron Smith. But yeah, there, there was a, it's not a bad game. What, 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 what we didn't talk about is, is fucking Finley Christie, like oh, blowing shit. the lights out in fantasy. Picking up two tries and then I think most probably a and a, I don't know, without the stats, he's also. And, pro- and, and, he con- and he like converted one, which I didn't really understand. Did like, he? Why was he kicking? No, he yeah, didn't. I saw on the, I saw on the Supersport thing that he got a kick. I think he got a kick, but he didn't kick it over then. Maybe oh. he tried to convert his last try, but I don't see because they don't have him listed for a conversion. Oh, maybe, maybe I just maybe mm. maybe Supersport fucked up. Yeah, but yeah, Not no, ah, this game wasn't terrible. It was a good game, but yeah, I think overall, I think the guys in this game, fantasy wise, scored less. So this game was less busy than the previous game yeah i was hoping for i was hoping for a bit of a so like um, a blues kind of i was hoping for a big scoring game uh, akira played you like akira played well this game good good carries from him so tutu not not completely outplaying satutu satutu might still come back starting but definitely they're not missing satutu that much yeah, no, oh, yeah, like, yeah, we, Akira isn't, Akira, the thing is, even, he's so big and strong, yeah. that even when he doesn't play that well, if he carries a few times and makes a few tackles, he has an effect on the game, sort of thing. Yeah, no, he didn't do too badly, I'm trying to th- just sort of run through that in my head. Mm, yeah, no. Not a bad game. I, I wouldn't complain about this game. I know I was rude by calling it the Australian derby, but still, it was still I think better than at least one of the Australian games today. I don't think it was as entertaining as the Brumbies Reds game. Yeah, Brumbies Reds are like I don't know. I'm just finding the Australian rugby so slow. Yeah. So that's the thing. So my favorite part of social like Australian Australian social media was like. Uh, Friday, nothing. 
Saturday. Yeah, you see how good we are. We're just as good as Super Rugby at Tarawa. Like, they just ignore the game that happened on Friday. They're just like, look at this one good game. Yeah, like, it's controlling the narrative for attempting uh, to control the narrative, yeah. I guess. So. No, I love them. I love them for that, and not their rugby so much. <laughs> oh, at least they play rugby, eh? Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, we can just throw stones at glass houses from here. Yeah, well, we, we can, we can in theory, say Super Rugby in Zanzi is going to be the greatest tournament ever until it happens. Yeah, definitely. And I think on that bombshell, I think we can call it a day. Alright. Yeah, I think so. I think that's fair. Um, yeah, my, my, my energy is dropping. Yeah, no, for safe. Um, thanks for joining me, Ben, and thanks for joining me, Alex, in Abstentia. Oh, thanks for me, and Adam, wherever you are, changing a nappy most probably... We miss you. Come back soon. This is this is our this is us controlling the narrative with Ren that she just constantly shuts. Yeah, just, just Ren just stream. She's she's actually she doesn't touch the ground. She just hovers on a stream of poop. <laughs> yeah. Like jetpacking around. Like that yeah. like that water jetpack. You know that one where they like stand with like the pipe yeah, in yeah. the ocean? Yeah, yeah, like, that's Ren. Like or whatever. Yeah, that's essentially yeah. what Ren is. How Ren travels or around. If, 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 if you Adam went like that. It's like, sorry, Ren Shaft can't do this. Ren Shaft. Like, yeah. Just calm down. Yeah, I don't know what, what they're feeding this poor child. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, follow us on Twitter. Mostly follow Alex on Twitter. And yeah, if you if if you follow us on Twitter, you might get a you might get a shout out. Yeah, which is, which you can ask our previous shout out winners. It's a huge signal boost. People may just flock. I think we should let me find his handle. That can be part of the shout out. We'll shout out their specific handle. Yeah. Oh, so we'll, we'll shout out and then oh, then guys can like follow them or whatever. That'll be cool. Yeah, we'll do that. Uh, yeah. So his handle is Jean Pierre Smith One. Number one. Number one. Cool. Which so is... maybe he's a maybe he's a lucid. Maybe maybe he plays lucid professionally. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. I, wonder, I wonder if he. I wonder if he could get Tadi Latupo to follow us. Oh, that'd be... <laughs> that's the goal right now, actually. I've now found something <laughs> I want to do with my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, sweet. Cool. Cheers, Cheers Ben. Matt. Bye.